Welcome to A Friend of Mine, a series of conversations with some incredible and inspiring women in business from regional and rural Australia. I'm Kimberly Finesse, your host and the founder and editor of Oak Magazine, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some amazing female entrepreneurs who will share with you their experience and knowledge of what it takes to start, grow and scale a successful business. So let me introduce you to a friend of mine. Mother of three, farmer and businesswoman Claire Morgan is making her mark on Rapanyip. She's giving people more reasons to visit the country town located on the Great Silo Art Trail. In a town with a population of less than 400 people, Claire started the business 10 years ago now to give back to the community and create a place where locals could come together. Rapanyip Living is filled with a beautiful collection of homewares, clothing, accessories and local produce. You can also taste the flavour of Rapanyip thanks to the creation of Claire's delicious brownies using local chickpea flour. In this episode, Claire talks about giving back to her community, how she navigated COVID without footsteps through the shop door, connecting with her community through Instagram, collaborating with Robert Gordon Pottery and her big plans for 2022. Meet my friend Claire from Rapanyip Living. Hello, Claire, and happy Rural Women's Day. Hi, Kimberly, and thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, it's good to talk to you. Let's go back to the beginning and tell us how you came to open Rapanyip Living. Yeah. Um, well, it all began by opportunity, I, I believe, um, and timing. I've... Um, Rapanyip living would never have happened if I hadn't moved to Rapanyip um, with my husband and three children in 2009. We purchased the farm at Rapanyip um, and we absolutely love the community and everything that it offers. It offers a great opportunity for us to go out on our own and start a farming business on, you know, broad acres cropping um, and raise our children on the land. So it's been amazing. Um, but there was one thing missing for me um, was the opportunity to shop in town locally and um, I guess a place to gather and um, get to know people and, and, and shop local and connect and have those conversations. So um, Repanyet Living basically was started because of that's what I wanted to see in our town and um, bring people together. And I wanted to meet people as well. I'm quite a people person. I love meeting people and chatting and um, that offered that, I suppose, having, having the gift shop. It's a great place to get to know people as well. So... That is basically how Repanyip Living started and I guess I wanted to give back to our community. It had been through um, years of drought actually. We we brought the farm at the end of uh, 2009, a stint of droughts anyway and bad seasons and the town was tired and people were moving away and um, selling up to the neighbours and that sort of thing was happening. So a decline in the community was happening um, quite rapidly. So we moved and brought a farm and I opened a gift shop 
which is really as you do strange thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You make it sound um, so easy. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's it's not complicated. My business is not complicated, and that's what I love about it. And I think that's why it works for me. Um, being a farmer as well and having three kids it's busy and um the business just works it's a simple business model and um yeah it's about connection it's about having a place for people to gather to shop locally and I love nothing more than um gift wrapping beautiful gifts and having beautiful brands to offer my community and rural people um, wanting to shop local and putting a smile on people's face. So, yeah, it's a way to give back to the community basically. So I have built the business alongside a very small community and and it just works. Yeah. Now, rural communities, as um, you've mentioned, uh, Rapanyip's, what, three to 400 people? That's right. Yeah. yeah. What is their superpower? What is so special um, about small, tiny towns? It's a welcoming feeling that you get when you move to a small community, I think. They're very supportive. Um, everyone knows each other. Um, you come in. We were lucky that we had young children, so straight away it was, a, you know, straight into kinder um, and school, so we we were lucky we met a lot of other young families with kids. So that was good for us um, and the stage of our life where we were at. Um, just a friendly face and belonging and comfort, I think, is probably the main thing. Yep. What do you think, though, the challenges are then um, living outside of Metro? I've only ever lived in Melbourne for one year <laughs> and um, I'm I'm a rural girl, so I love rural living and everything that has to offer so you know um poor internet connections been really hard to grow a business and um the distance to travel distance to travel to market to to sell our product or um market will get into the extension of the farm but the brownies that we package now um so, yeah, definitely distance and mm. the lack of people, the lack of footsteps. Yeah. Um, as I, I say to people it's all about footsteps through the shop door and, um, yeah, that can, that has its challenge and the population's decline, mm. um, farmers getting bigger and that sort of thing. So, yep. yeah. Well, what has it been like? What has business been like this year with travelling so restricted so we just haven't had that that influx of you know um, interstate travelers or or even metro coming into to country um you know what have you done to to keep sales coming through um well we've gone online uh, quite a few years ago um about five years ago we started our website so that has been really good for us in this um you know two years of COVID and and lockdowns and the lack of people coming out to our region because we do really rely on tourism. Um, I will explain that we're on the art trail. So we're in Rapanyip and that's the Wimmera and we're on a silo art trail. So we get a lot of tourists that come up to the Grampians and then 
branch out into um, the beautiful Wimmera to see our silos and experience that, um, those flat plains of beautiful sunsets and and that sort of thing. So, so there's been no, not a lot of tourists for the last two years, which has been extremely difficult. Um, what have I done to... It's been challenging, Kimberly, because I've got three kids that I'm homeschooling as well. So with lockdowns, I talk to other women in business and they're like, yeah, it's a time to, you know, get all my ideas together and, um, you know, plan new projects and things like that. Well, for me, I found it quite challenging. I was just overwhelmed with everything um, and I couldn't think. I just basically just shut down um, and just had to focus on the kids and the farm and keeping everyone safe and and all that. So I sort of, um, for the first few weeks, I didn't achieve much at all. I'm a deep thinker and I worry about people. So I really um, started worrying about my customers, how they were doing, because, you know, I haven't got this connection. I've I've lost that. I've had to shut the doors and, and that sort of thing. So I, I got myself together and um, we started taking more photos and got more um, active on the website and, you know, I um, and social media and things like that. So I'm like, Claire, you can connect. This is Instagram and, and you have a website and that's, you know, people build businesses with these platforms, like get going again that, you know, um, yes, I did start the business because, it was about the community and and people coming to my community and coming to the town and visiting and um and that but I did realize with COVID that I had to push myself to um work on the website which I'm not good at IT I I dislike it um but I got the help I needed so um you know, we started um, creating beautiful hampers that we do and just sharing. I guess I went back to the landscape from where I live and started sharing that as well as it wasn't all about product um, and it was about beautiful homewares and gifts, but I wanted to share where we live and what we do on the farm as well. And that was a really a nice thing. You know, I had a customer say, thank you so much for sharing that video of me walking down a straight road on our far on the um, edge of our farm, and she just said that was just beautiful, you know. Like she really needed that. She was locked down in Melbourne, and and then um, yeah, the also I um, found with COVID, like I wasn't able to scale the business with the brownies. Um, chickpea flower brownies is a extension of the farm so another side of the business repanient living home and giftwares and then um, the extension of the farm and that business is our chickpea flower brownies so we created that because people were coming to town and visiting the silos and there was nothing there was no cafe or milk bar or you couldn't get coffee or anything like that. So I decided to put a little coffee machine in the shop so people could um, have a coffee and a brownie. And at that time, um, some great um, go-getters in our town were sort of pitching the town as a town with pulse. So 
I'm like, I want to be part of this. This is fantastic. You know, I want to meet more people. I want to bring people to our region. I want to share what we grow. Um, I want to be part of this. So um, a friend who was milling flour at the time said, Claire, milling this flour, it's amazing. You know, here's some, have a play, see what you come up with. So I realised that chickpea flour doesn't um, like raise, like self-raising flowers and it turned out that it was a chocolate brownie that worked beautifully um so we started sharing that with our customers and cooking it every day that I go into the shop and um everyone's like this is amazing and it's just so then I thought I really need to package this this is you know got a this is a great product and um I need to package it and in mind that I wanted to um share what we grow but also um the next generation like teach people I suppose where their food's from and and that sort of thing so it was just something different there wasn't a lot of gluten-free sort of products on the market because we do um hampers and things like that and I was being asked for gluten-free products so there was a gap in the market I yeah jumped into that so I could really relate to um, you using your Instagram to take your followers on this journey and showing them your community. As you said, you've got these Melbourne people who are surrounded by concrete. You know, I suppose one great thing about COVID living in regional rural is that we've, you know, we've got space, we've got, um, we've got nature. And I suppose for some people, you know, to, to walk through a canola field or, um, you know, walk down a road with no houses on the side or anything like that would, would really, it'd be just like a breath of fresh air. Like I could just feel that release um, as they're watching that. So I, I think you should do more of that, Claire. Show more of the beautiful community that you live in because whilst many of us can't travel, we can through you. And um I suppose that's a beautiful segue into to what Rapanyup is known for, and that's pulses, isn't it? So, um, you know, how have you showcased the region? What have you created to really highlight who and what Rapanyup is? Yeah, I think um, with living on the farm, I've been able to show um, the beauty and nature, like, of of the region, and I'm really passionate about that because growing up in um, rural Australia and on the land like it, we are lucky to have that space and I've been I'm you know forever grateful of the path we're taking and where we live so I've been able to share that and I'm just I love it um, we've also you know been been able to bring people together through what we grow with the food with the packaging of the brownies um, it's a beautiful decadent chocolate brownie made from chickpea flour and chickpeas are grown on our farm and um, in our region. So, yeah, I've been able to take or give people the flavour of Rapanyup, I suppose. I, I like to use that yeah. term. And, um, it's better than a fridge to... magnet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It is a beautiful gift and that's... <laughs> I love it. Um, and that's so true. We do sell so many chickpea brownie mixes when people come into the shop. They get to taste it and they're like, oh, 
got to take that home and um, cook up later and or, or share with as a gift. So just, you know, living where we live and growing what we grow is a passion of mine that, you know, I want to share. And we're doing that with food and um, bringing people together. I mean, cooking and, uh, you know, growing up with, a family of cooks and um, mum in the CWA and granny in the CWA. I was always surrounded by amazing cooks. And, you know, from an early age, I knew that food brings people together. Um, mum would always have sticky jars full and slices, you know, there in case the neighbours turned up and dropped in for a cuppa. So it, it's a really lovely thing to be able to do. Um, in the shop, in the um, boutique store. So I love it. I love making people smile and um, gift wrapping beautiful gifts and, yeah, sharing our brownies. Yeah. And I suppose when we can travel, we're coming up to the next set of school holidays. You know, that Silo Art Trail is absolutely incredible um, through Victoria uh, and even just over to South Australia, I think it is sometimes, or maybe it's as far as Caniva. Yeah, it's just stunning. And, you know, to be able to stop and experience each small town, I think that that is a way for us to give back as um, as tourists. Uh, So if we were to visit Rapanyup, um, you know, of course, we're going to stop in your store, but what are, what other things are around? What else can we do there? Yeah, like we've got a beautiful um, uh, caravan park where people can stay, and it's on a, a little bit of water on the Billabong, which is beautiful. Um, that's run by volunteers at the Lions Club. We've got a farm machinery um, museum. So everything that you could possibly think of, of old machines from farms to tins to everything, the baker, the um, the butcher, the bootmaker, everything old is in this massive um, museum at Rapanyup. And we have people travel to Rapanyup to see that from all over Australia and um, a lot of groups come and visit that and visit the silos as well. Um, there's a beautiful walking track called Jack's Track. Um, we've got another girl who's just opened a caravan who's offering coffee and um, pulse sort of foods. And, yeah, I think what I always say to people that you have to stop. You have to get out of your car and kick around the dirt and go for a walk and meet people and chat to the locals and taste the flavour of Rapanya with our brownies. So, yeah, um, there's beautiful wood carvings up the main street now as well. So that's another thing to have a look at. And I find that people just love to um, look at the old buildings. Mm. They love to um, just chat to some locals and, you know, go and have a look at the silo, obviously. Um, and read about that. They've got a rotunda there now with some information. They've actually put up photos of different crops so people can, as they're driving along, they can see the crops and then know what crop looks like mm. and, and, and what that is. So, um, yeah, lots to do and lots of other small towns around Rapanya. So um, also you've got the stick shed at Matoa. That's only 10 minutes away. Um, and then you've got other silos, um, sheep hills, 
And the Grampians are only sort of 40, 40 minutes from Repanyat. So Yeah, there's so much to do in Halls Gap or even the Grampians as, as such. So That's um, right. yeah, little day trips everywhere. Now what I have seen on your Instagram, I know you've said you've, you know, sort of had probably a, a slow growth this year. Uh, there was something massive though, and that was a collaboration with Robert Gordon Pottery. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? How did it come about? Um, what does it involve? Yeah, like I said, I'm not one to really talk about myself too much, but this is a bit exciting, <laughs> isn't it? Um, Absolutely. <laughs> Robert Gordon, uh, a master, you know, ceramist and uh, stoneware maker, has made us a beautiful bowl um, because I just felt that it was 10 years in business and 10 years of stocking beautiful wares uh, for our community and customers from Robert Gordon. And um, like we were talking about before, Kimberley, our um, beautiful landscape and, and where we live, I was doing a lot of thinking about how I could come up with something more of my own. And there was something missing with the brownies being such, you know, cooking and that sort of thing. And um, the bowl was the missing piece, I suppose. So. We got to work with Robert Gordon. We went down to the factory um, and met all like his family and um, some of the um, designers worked with me to come in with, yeah, what we wanted. So basically gave gave them a mood board of our colours and um, our country living and some photos of the farm and... I said it, you know, it really neat, it, it, and it does beautifully. Um, it's a classic style. It, it, um, it's inspired by the country surrounding us and the nature. Um, and it's a centerpiece. It's a piece that will stand the test of time. It's a, a vessel that can be used to mix our brownies, but make a beautiful salad or be used as a salad bowl. It, matches any home kitchen decor um but the main thing for me is getting back to that connection and that conversation um and making memories through cooking um and food and and sharing that in the kitchen with with your loved ones that's that's something that I'm really leaning heavily towards and wanting to create more beautiful products that will um, sit nicely with our brownies and and the Robert Gordon bowl that is just absolutely beautiful and um, yeah it was all about timing I I guess and um, yeah forever grateful for the team at Robert Gordon that showed interest in my product my brownies I sent them a few packs and um, the story you know, being a farmer and wanting to highlight what we grow in our region and, and bring people to my community and um, promote my town as the town with pulse. Not only we grow pulses, but this town has people with real pulses and we're all passionate about seeing our town survive. And um, he just took a great interest in, in that and was more than happy to create this bowl together. So yeah. Oh, yeah. So very lucky. And um, I think you've actually launched it 
at the most perfect time. As you said, there's so many of us, if, if COVID's taught us anything, it's um, the importance of making memories, uh, especially with our kids. Um, look, I hate the kitchen. I absolutely despise it. I think the, <laughs> I think the kitchen hates me. Um, but I have spent more time in there um, over COVID. And, and, you know, yeah, same thing. Pulled out Nan's CWA um, recipe oh. book. I'm not sure she knows I have it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not giving it back. Um, no. So, yeah, you know, and just going through some of those really old school classic um, recipes and, and talking about stuff like that, you know, well, well, this is, you know, instead of just buying the box off the shelf at the supermarket, um, you know, I think even with your brownies, Claire, like we're purchasing that and there's a story, as you said, to be told behind it. Like it, it almost serves as a little mini school lesson to the kids. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I guess being in the shop as well, Kimberly, I'm able to talk to our customers about that. You know, they're, they're taking a, a vanilla um, brownie or the mint. So there's actually flavours. So there's the original and then there's the vanilla, there's the mint and the chilli and the dark chocolate. And then um, we've also developed a new recipe, which is the blondie, which is a and it's an original blondie with white chocolate and it has a really nutty, earthy flavour. You can really taste the chickpea in that one um, more so than the dark chocolate. And we've also um, developed a chai flavour oh, brownie wow. as well. Oh, my so gosh. We, yeah, we launched that one at the end of last year just before Christmas mm. and it was a huge um, hit over Christmas with, people adding pistachios and cranberries for Christmas. So it has that just that, that beautiful ginger and chai flavours, but, yeah, delicious. So, oh, my gosh. Well, um, I have tried your uh, traditional ones, your chocolate ones, but yeah. um, <laughs> and this is the thing, I get on a good thing and I don't explore any further than that. So <laughs> I'm going to have to try. I'm a big white chocolate fan. So, um, yeah, the white yeah. chocolate and I don't know, the oh. whole chilli has me intrigued. So um, Chilli yeah, chocolate has been really popular because we stock a lot of wineries and it goes beautiful with their red wine, their Shiraz. So... The chili is delicious on a platter, served cold, where you normally the best way to have um, brownies is straight out the oven, by the way, with um, some cream. But um, the wineries are serving it cold on platters and it goes really nice with their Shiraz. So, oh, gosh. Yeah. Who would have thought a that. brownie and wine rather than wine yeah. and cheese? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, my gosh. The, yeah, you've got to have chocolate on a platter and our brownie just sits perfectly um, with that market and, and, and the chili does really well around Hall's Gap as well. So, yeah. Well, um, now you've said you've been in business for 10 years. What's next for Repanyip Living then? What's the, what's the next 10 years look like? I have just absolutely loved this collaboration experience with Robert Gordon. So, um, it's just been amazing. And, we were meant to launch that, by the way, in September, and that didn't happen because of COVID. Um, but I twisted and turned, and now um, everyone is receiving their bowls by coming to Repanyet Living during my business hours and picking up the bowls. So um, that's all turned out okay. It was pretty stressful. But what is next is more collaboration, more um, working with like-minded people that share similar values and um, 
perhaps it sounds silly, but I want to do more events. Even though we didn't get to do the events in September, I really want to do events or some sort of big long table in the paddock on the farm and bring a chef that can cook with our pulses, make savoury dishes as well as cook up my um, chocolate brownie and turn it into something amazing. Um, So I think ice cream. So perhaps we might look at doing some chocolate ice cream and packaging that even. So if you come to Rapanyuk Living over summer, um, you might be able to try a tub of vanilla ice cream what a great and our brownie crum- crumbled through <gasps> it or something like that. So Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Oh, summer come at me. Um, but I love the idea of more events. Um, I know that we have a mutual friend uh, in common who is Georgie from the Paper Daisy over in Donald. I know that she's really keen for events as well. Um, yeah, let's Excellent. hope that that something plays out where we can actually do this and, um, yeah, all get together and, and, and celebrate with people without masks even. That would be amazing. <laughs> now to wrap us up, can you tell me about a friend of yours that we need to know about? I am inspired by some amazing um, women in business that I just look up to and think are doing amazing things um, and women that support women yourself like um included like you just do such an amazing job you really do um shout out and support women in business so well so um there's all those women out there that I just um admire and want to thank for their support and encouragement because being in business on my own is really hard I have my accountant basically to talk to and my husband and yeah so um, Johanna from Warwick who's just up the road, who um, has pink nade, she's, you know, a very supportive um, lady in business. And um, we have Georgie over at Donald. There's lots of creative people that I've connected with over the years that I've been in business that I just, I'm so grateful and lucky to have met. And um, it's all those connections and conversations that, you know, hopefully other opportunities will come up that we'll, um, yeah, do more collaborations and things will keep on ticking along alongside my community in a small rural town of Rapanya. Yeah, so, making magic. Yeah. Well, thank you for being a guest, Claire. And, um, yeah, I'll be sure to drop into Rapanya Living soon. I do travel um, quite frequently through from Bendigo to, to Horsham uh, to visit family. So, yeah, I will, as you said, people have to stop, you know, not go from point A to point B. We've got to put a rest of the alphabet in between it, I think, and, and come and enjoy these towns. Definitely, and they can visit the website before they come along and double-check on Instagram to make sure we're open on those days um, and plan your trip around the days that I'm open because I'll have fresh brownies and coffee ready for your arrival. Sounds delicious. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Claire. Thanks for having me, Kimberly. Great to chat. Now, before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge, we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media. And if you have any questions, we'd like to celebrate a win. 
You can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine. <laughs>